0: That work-life balance is a myth. I want to call it a joke, but I'm going to call it a myth. Welcome to the What Up Doc University podcast, your number one resource for total body wellness. Here's your host, Dr. Mike.
1: Hey, welcome everybody back to the What Up Doc University podcast. This is Dr. Mike coming at you through your speakers, obviously. And welcome back to season two. It's been a much needed break that I took just to get some time back to myself and kind of get back re-centered. But now we're back bringing you guys some great information. And this season is going to be jam-packed full of information And I hope you guys are getting some great information from this podcast and also from our Facebook community group. And I see a lot of people interacting on there. And I see a lot of people asking questions. And yes, I'm going to get to those questions. I'm going to do a lot of episodes based upon those questions. But for now, we're going to kick it off with this episode, episode 15 with Miss Ella. And she's going to be bringing some great information to you guys and, and some of the information that just kind of still blows my mind take some notes guys if you're driving your car don't be taking notes remember pay attention to the road but make sure you go back to this episode and take some notes on what she's saying i mean i got a lot of great information out of it and i'm still using the information out of it so with that said sit back relax and enjoy the episode everybody today we have a special guest with us you guys are gonna love her we are on the air with Ella Elizabeth Lucas Everett. she's a creator and the host of one of my favorite shows one of my um, favorite podcasts and I, I I just ran across it going on iTunes and I was like hey look at this podcast and I, and I checked it out and there were some amazing guests on there her show is called on air with ella so go, go to the iTunes store check it out and you guys are going to get some great great information from her and also her guests on the show so let me read read you a little bit about ella from her website on airwithella.com she says who am i well i'm a busy person just like you i want to live long and live strong and i don't want to obsess about it isn't that true right a lot of us want to obsess about it and she but she, you know we we really don't I don't want to rely on expiring resource. Um, I don't want to, I'm sorry, I don't want to rely on the expiring resource that is willpower. I want a lifestyle that works. I want my red wine, my dark chocolate, and I still want to bounce a quarter off my abs. Sounds like you guys, right? I don't want to look good for my age. I want to get better every day, every year. I want to track my progress and help you with yours. I'm not a fitness professional nor a health professional. I'm a full-time business owner, part-time triathlete, a woman with a family who has a lot of responsibility, just like you. I do not have all the answers, and I will never be finished, and that is the fun. That sounds like the average person taking her time to be above average. So, Ella, are you there?
0: I'm here, Dr. Mike. How are you? I'm
1: doing well. I am doing well on this day. And, you know, just reading through your bio, um, that sounds like all of our listeners, you know, even myself included. I you know, I, I don't want to be average. I, I want to get better with age. And that's the thing, right? You need to look at a, a lot of our society and they just kind of succumb. They just kind of be average and they're, they're kind of just looking at life and saying, ah, this is just my life. And, uh. I'll get old and sick and that's just my lot, you know, and but you're you're not focused on that, right?
0: Well, honestly, my allergy to the status quo is why I started the On Air with Ella podcast to begin with. So as you said, and I crack up every time I hear that bio read. So I have to laugh at the, the idea of bouncing a quarter off my abs right now. Hey, that's a good, that,
1: that, that, that's a good uh, goal.
0: <laughs> but in any case, we all have dreams. Yeah. So in any case, I am uh, I- I'm getting back there. You know, it's it's about to, it's spring. It's about to be triathlon season again and i am raring to go but in any case um the motivation for me behind this passion project of mine which is on air with ella podcast and uh, and the blog is to actually remind us that we were all made to be extraordinary and as you said as we get older just life happens and that that feeling that we're unique or special it gets dampened and diluted or you know explicitly suppressed by things that might happen in our life. And I want to break people out of that. If I can do nothing more than help people remember that we're designed to be amazing, that we're designed to feel good, and that if we can take care of ourselves first, it will equip us to uh, perform better and achieve more in life and serve our families better and serve our professions better. You know, that's what I'm here to do. That's what motivates me.
1: Wow. So... I'm very interested in in the triathlete part. How long have you been doing triathlons?
0: Oh, I started. My son is 14 now, and I think I started when he was three or four. Um, So when he when he got out of that infant baby stage and started to be just the tiniest bit more autonomous, I um, I was really really looking for something to do, and uh, uh, so I I signed up on a whim for this short little what's called a sprint triathlon, and that was I guess that was about 10 or 11 years ago, and many many. many many races since
1: so the average person signs up for a game online or (laughs) uh, you know uh, a knitting class or whatever so you on a whim go straight to a triathlon that's (laughs) that's funny right there
0: I think I may have accepted it as a dare. Um, <laughs> wow. I am—I'm uh, pretty easy to motivate uh, by fear, um, and I think somebody—I think somebody dared me to do it, and I did it. And I have to warn you—they're addictive, so approach with caution. But yeah, I love the idea of doing. You know, I'm not—I'm not a psychotic runner. I'm not a de- dedicated cyclist, and I'm not—you um, know—I'm not a top five percent swimmer. What as it turns out, I'm pretty good at doing all three um, in the same event. So actually being able to complete all three, um, uh, without being particularly gifted in any has turned out to be its own gift. So yeah, I love it. I'm, I'm still competing and I'm staying competitive and, you know, like to finish on the podium if I can.
1: Awesome. So take us back to you know, pre podcast, take us back to like, how did you get to this point where, you know, you're doing your podcast and, and, you know, trying to juggle your professional life and family life and all that kind of stuff? Take us through that.
0: Oh, goodness. Well, if there's a right way to do it, or a linear way to do it, I would not have a clue what either of those looked like. <laughs> I am a businesswoman by trade. Okay, I, I started a company in 2003, in January of 2003. So I want full credit for the year. Um, <laughs> started a consulting practice and now specialize, um, well, I should say I focus primarily in the aerospace industry. So I have this whole corporate existence and this, this business that I built and, um, with my partner and, you know, that's, that's now an established business and it takes a great deal of our time. And I have a real heart for business. Like I love it. I I love working with small business owners. I love working in the large global corporations that I work with. And so that's a whole big area of my life. And it's where, what I'm trained in. I went to business school, et cetera, et cetera. Um, somewhere in there, as I mentioned, I, I sort of rediscovered my inner athlete. So I did not Hmm. set the world on fire in athletics in high school. I was not, (laughs) you know, I wasn't running around in a varsity letter, but um, I, I started, you know, as you start to get busy with life and your profession, and I started to sort of watch what was happening. And and I say this now in retrospect. Um, so obviously, obviously, I wasn't so conscious of it at the time. But you start to see as you proceed through your twenties and then your thirties, you start to see we adults kind of separating into two factions. And I'm way oversimplifying, Dr. Mike, for the purposes of this illustration. Mm-hmm. But- humor Mm -hmm. me here. You start to see the group that takes care of themselves and you see the group that doesn't take care of themselves and lets everything be more important, right? Everything Mm -hmm. more important than that. And I very conscientiously did not want to fall into that group. And my theory is, okay, so I'm a mom and I'm a dedicated mom. You know, I I like to spend time with my child raising him. I don't outsource my parenting. Mm. Um, And I'm a dedicated wife. I really like my husband and I really like spending (laughs) time with him. You know, I'm not looking for things to do (laughs) um, outside of that. So so I thought, you know, we're all so busy and it's so easy to not have time to take care of your self and to just kind of let life happen to you. And I just, I really have, like I said, I have almost an allergy to that mentality. And so I think I've actually been in active pursuit to defy that tendency ever since I was conscious of it. Does that make any sense? That makes
1: perfect sense.
0: Yeah, I'm like, so I'm not going down without a fight, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, the, the average American, you, like you're pointing out, is going to have one of two choices. They're going to either go, go down the road that the average American is going, which is, you know, health, declining, disease, despair, or they're going to take the road that you're taking, you know, take the proactive approach. And, and, and I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, it's not easy to take that proactive approach all the time you know in this in this day and age being so busy you know being the mom being the the wife or being the significant other right and i know that that's that's true for myself you know running a practice and being you know a father you know we, i got three little ones and you know being a husband to my wife and it it does get it does get you know you you feel the weight of that but finding that or trying to find that balance and at least making that attempt is is you know, I, I think what you're doing and what you're excelling at. Um, you know, and, and just showing with uh, you know, listening to your podcast, you know, and, and and then seeing your bio, I can see that this is this is your way of getting all the information right firsthand, right?
0: Oh, you're so right about that, Dr. Mike, because uh, it's really, really important to acknowledge this. And a lot of people, you know, you might be listening and you think that um, the, the the people at the end of your earphones, they've got it all figured out. Their life is all sorted. You know, it looks great on Pinterest. That's not me. <laughs> like I struggle. I struggle every day to make the right choices mm-hmm. and the choices that will point me in the direction that I want to go in. And I am learning right there along with my listeners. I'm learning right there along, listening to people like you, Dr. Mike, and listening mm-hmm. to the experts. And i you'll never hear me call myself an expert. I am somebody who, the way I like to say it is, I'm a woman who eats. I'm a woman who moves. I'm a woman who <laughs> you know, has a body. And these things put me in the same category as everybody else listening. The difference is I get to pick people out of the crowd who are really, really good at something and pick their brain for 30 minutes or an hour Mm -hmm. and then share that with the rest of the world and say, Hey guys, this is what I'm learning. I'm struggling with this. How about you? Like, let's learn from this guy who really knows his stuff and, and pick out the pieces of this, that, that speak to us or relate to us. And I just keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. And so it's, um, I I am never, ever, um, sitting up on a mountaintop, you know, in some lofty position, preaching to people, if you do what I did, you know, that's, that's not my way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And,
0: you know, I,
1: And I think that that's one of the big problems. I mean, I see that with a lot of patients is they think that they already know what they need to do, and most people don't. You know, even myself included. And and that's what I love about you know doing the podcasts as well. I get to learn alongside uh, the rest of my listeners uh, firsthand from all these all these other experts. You know, and and it's very refreshing. Um, You know, I mean. Uh, the other the other week we had uh Tom maltier he was on on the podcast and you know the guy just shared whole bunches of information that you know that that opened up my eyes to take a look at how you know I'm I'm, I'm talking to patients and i'm treating patients as well and all that kind of stuff but um switching gears a little bit here uh, i there's a big big problem in our society that we're seeing today, especially with Social media, with work and all that kind of stuff, is that people just get so inundated and so busy with stuff that their their life gets out of balance and they don't know how to prioritize things. And you know, we were talking earlier, you know, when we were chatting, and and you said that you know you can you're you you can share with us your top ten tips for busy professionals slash busy parents. You know they don't have like they don't feel like they have time for themselves or focus on their health and wellness. So let's kind of go through that. Let's go through that list.
0: Okay, I did. I put together my top ten. 10- Tips and tactics for people like your listeners, people Love like it. me. So I'm yeah. happy to share those with you guys. And it's really the fundamentals of this. It's really sort of founded. My whole philosophy is founded on a couple of key principles. So a couple of those that I want assumptions that I make that I'm going to impose on you guys, just for the purposes of of these top tens, is to is, is a couple things I want you to consider. First of all, what I touched on before is that you were made to be extraordinary. Like, I need you to accept this as a premise. You were mm. not designed to sort of sloth through life. That is not how we were created. No, it's perfect. not how our ancestors lived. And it is absolutely not our purpose. And, uh, and so I need you to get on board, guys, with the idea that you were actually designed for a purpose and like to be excellent and to do something. So so if we start there and we stop, it kind of forces you to break out of that tired, leather that is so common in our day-to-day. And so that's that's kind of where I like to start. And there are a Mm. couple other things that I like to get out on the table. The other one is, and this is going to um, ruffle some people.
1: Good. I love ruffling.
0: (laughs) Here we go. Ruffling. I believe, and at least I live, call it a joke, but I'm going to call it a myth. And I think it's a dangerous that it's a destination that we can all achieve. And so I just want to chuck it. And here's why I believe. And again, this is my own experience and somebody else might have 10 ways to achieve work-life balance. And you know what? I'll, I'll listen to them and I'll learn from them. But my feelings against that are, is that it sets up some sort of expectation that you constantly feel like you're falling short Mm of. I find that the reality is our life ebbs and flows. Like sometimes work is just dominant and it's sucking the energy out of you and it's sucking the life out of you and it's kind of a time sucker. Mm-hmm. And other other times you can breathe a little bit and you can focus on life and love and relationships a little bit more. And I don't mean you're not managing them all at the same time. I just mean things ebb and flow and, and there's a season for everything. So that's my theory. Perfect. <laughs> I love that. Why I think that matters is because the number one hurdle we all face that stands between us Achieving what we want and taking care of ourselves is just feeling like there's not time. And Mm. really, it's not just time, it's energy, right? Like, oh, it's exhausting. It's so hard or I'm so busy, right? Uh I mean, you must experience that with your people.
1: Oh, all the time. (laughs)
0: Well, my theory is there will never be a good time, like goods in quotes, like there will never be a good time where life is going to stop and be like, you know what, you know, Dr. Mike, I feel like now's the time you can just breathe and really focus on your fitness. (laughs) Now is a good time, like make your now a good time. Yeah. Yeah. All right.
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I had I had friends that that told me he is one of my one of my best friends, and he said, you know, there's never the perfect time to start a family. There's never the perfect time to get married and all that kind of stuff because if you just keep waiting, waiting for that perfect time, you're just going to get older and older and older. He says, Ob- obviously, you have to prepare yourself enough to to do those things. But, uh, you know, because we had a lot of other friends that says, well, you know, I'm waiting for this to happen. I'm waiting for this to happen. And it's just that you never have that perfect time to to do that. And I also have patients that's like, well, I'm waiting for, you know, I'm waiting for things to kind of calm down at work so I can take back my health. I'm like, yeah, but that's that doesn't work because something will come in the way of that, you know.
0: Because so, it, you're, ex- you are exactly right. It's actually not about time management. It is literally about energy management. Mm, but yes. M- yeah. And more importantly, it's about saying, you know what? Now is a good time. Mm-hmm. Like just, just now. And, and Tony Robbins said something so funny that plays in my head every once in a while. He says, when would now be a good time? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, when would now be a good time? And I, and I interrupt my own patterns with that thought. And I'm like, nope. Now's the time. Like mm-hmm. there literally is no other time. So yeah. so okay. Okay. So I haven't even I haven't even started on my 10. Sorry, <laughs> Dr. Mike.
1: <laughs> no worries.
0: All right. Quick and dirty. I'll give you some and then uh and then you just tell me if uh if, if you want me to expand on any of them. But the first yeah. thing I want to talk to, this is for parents and for professionals. You do not have to have children for these to apply to you, but there is one thing that I'm gonna mention kids, and it's tip number one. There's no such thing as kid food. That's tip number one. <laughs> so we call, I think this is so funny, like uh, whether you have one child that. or you just were a child, so you still refer to it that way. But people say, oh, you know, what kid food, So I'm, I'm eating my kid's food or I got to make, in any case, there's no such thing as kid food. There are two kinds of food. There's real food and there is junk food or processed food. Like that's it.
1: <laughs> yeah, which is uh, the the processed food is what they consider kids food, right?
0: most, of, most the time. of them, right? It's most just sad. Yeah. <laughs> and I just I, I just want to stop right there. There's no such thing as kid food. You, you can say to yourself, I choose to consciously feed my kid junk food or processed food um, because it's colorful. It comes in cute shapes, whatever. But at the end of the day, it falls into one of two categories. And if you change your language around it, it sometimes can help change your thinking around it. So that's mm-hmm. tip number one. Okay. Tip number two, and I'm starting with food. These are not all about food, but let me just digress and say it starts with food. You cannot out-exercise a junk diet. Yeah,
1: that's the foundation.
0: I think we don't believe that, Dr. Mike. You must see this all the time. we, we probably don't believe it because when we're like 18 and 19, well, we kind of can. We can, we kind of can sort of outmaneuver just a completely junk diet, Oh, right?
1: absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> but,
0: but how long does that last? Oh, no. <laughs> so because because it starts with food, and frankly, I mean, just think about it this way. Your grandparents or your great-grandparents, like, did they have Gold's Gym memberships? <laughs> I mean, did they go to, (laughs) did they go to Zumba? (laughs) They did. I mean, no, they just ate what was real food. They just called it food. We now call it real food. They just ate real food and they had almost no obesity and almost no diabetes relative to today's numbers. Exactly. I submit to you that if none of us ever went to the gym again, but we all moved to a real food, quote, diet for 80% of our existence, then the entire nation would be um, dr- dramatically impacted. That's oh, my theory.
1: Huge. I mean, <laughs> it's funny you talk about that. My grandmother, she always laughs when we we, we say, we you know, we're buying organic food and we're going to Whole Foods or Trader Joe's to buy organic food and she goes that was called food in my day there was no <laughs> delineation between the two we just grew we grew our own food we picked it and and we prepared it ourselves and that's how we ate you know and my grandmother's in her like uh, late 80s right now and going to her early 90s and that lady has a memory like no other i mean she knows every single child grandchild great grandchild's <laughs> birth date their address I mean, she knows everything, you know, and it's just a testament to what you're saying, her diet.
0: Yep. And I bet she never went to CrossFit.
1: No, no.
0: <laughs> and my point is, you know, obviously I like to exercise. I, I enjoy training for triathlon. I enjoy any number of activities. But my point is you cannot exercise, out exercise a bad diet. Mm-hmm. But, but also the whole point here is it starts with food. Stop thinking in terms of diet and just think real food. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, uh-oh, I'm jumping ahead. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so tip number two. If you'll allow me to mention food again, Mm -hmm. is to just not buy it. So I shop at um, I shop. I don't really shop at traditional grocery stores anymore, Mm -hmm. but I'll shop at Costco. I'll shop at Whole Foods and Trader Joe's, and I'll um, try to get as much of my stuff as I can at farmers markets when that when that's seasonally available, Mm -hmm. right? But when I go to any of those places, I do not buy it unless it is fully acceptable for me to eat it with a very little exception. So I don't go shopping for my child and then shopping for me. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Yeah. Yep. Because if he's got chocolate covered pretzels in the cabinet and he goes to bed, guess who's going to take care of those for him?
1: Right.
0: <laughs> um, I don't. There are some things I know that uh, don't belong in my house because they don't belong in my body. And by the way, if they don't belong in your body, do they really belong in your kid's body? Mm-hmm. So, so tip number two: don't buy it. All right. Tip number three diets are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> right. Last time I checked, 98%. The statistics fluctuate, and statistics are a little bit wonky anyway, but supposedly, based on research, 98% of diets fail and the dieter actually ends up gaining slightly to a lot more weight than they had before they began the diet
1: yeah that's that's what i see too
0: so, I bet you do. So if we're supposed to not obsess about food and we're supposed to not diet, you know, then then what are we supposed to do? Well, what I like to focus on and the people that I like to talk to talk about sustainable practices. So if you talk to like a vegetarian, they don't say, I'm dieting so I can't eat bacon. That's not what they say. Mm-hmm. They say, no, I choose to eat this way, this style. And they might use the word diet, but they're using it with a small D, if Mm -hmm. you will. Um, And they don't think of it as a diet, which is restriction and deprivation. They think of it as a lifestyle. So so that's that's the thing, right? That's the thing. What is sustainable? What can you build a lifestyle around? That's your diet. Perfect. All right. Tip number four, this sounds so dumb and so basic and so trite. You ready? Ready, ready. <laughs> With that build up, it is the one you hear everywhere, but I'll explain it maybe a little bit differently. Tip number four is to drink copious amounts of water. Ah. Now, why? Why would I say that? That's so dumb, so boring. And by the way, Dr. Mike, I don't know about you. I don't actually like enjoy... A tall glass of water. I don't, in fact, I don't ever pour a glass of water. I'm always doing something else with it. Do you, do you struggle with that? Or are you pretty good? This is not a challenge area. You know, for You know,
1: it, 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 I'll be honest. It took me a while. It took me a while. And um, now it's kind of, you know, when I say a while, it's been about five years. It took me about five years to get to that point where I'm like, okay, I, I actually enjoy water. But, like uh, now I'm like this water snob, I'm this water connoisseur, you know it's like I just can't drink any type of water you know I need, I need that actual spring water, yeah. and I can tell you exactly where certain types of water come from it, 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 it it's getting ridiculous, you know
0: <laughs> it happens it does happen yeah. and you start I mean you learn too much, you know enough to be person, yeah. yeah, exactly, and I mean, they're real you know the mineral content matter I mean I'm with you, but let's keep it really, really basic here and talk about why I'm suggesting something that everybody's heard everywhere. Here's why. First of all, when you are even mildly dehydrated, which is not something you can typically sense, you know, by the time you're thirsty, you're actually pretty dehydrated. Would you do you think that's fair, Dr. Mike? Oh, You're yeah. the doctor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, most of us, many of us, walk around in a state of mild dehydration. And a lot of the standard American diet is water poor, not water rich. So um, a more Mediterranean diet or other regions, you know, they're eating mm-hmm. foods that have natural waters in them. And our diet, you know, you might have you might have an entire meal that might be a hamburger and fries and who knows what else? And there's like like zero water content, as opposed to fibrous veggies and and fruits and and that sort of thing. So a lot of us walk around in a state of partial dehydration anyway. When that happens, everything slows down. So your physiologic your there's physiological effects obviously. There's a brain fog effect, but even I mm-hmm. mean your digestion and your ability to eliminate everything slows down, mm-hmm. and it contributes to that sluggish feeling. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, a couple hacks that I have because I don't enjoy just pouring a glass of water and choking it down. So right. a couple things that, that, that have worked for me that maybe will we'll speak to somebody else out there who is not yet the water connoisseur that you are, Dr. <laughs> Mike.
1: <laughs> I love that.
0: <laughs> well, some people love a tall glass of water. That's great. Some of it, you know, ice cold chilled water. That's great. Um, I have found a couple of things. One is uh, room temperature water. I will fill up my, I actually just keep refilling the same bottles over and over again. Mm-hmm. And I fill up a bottle of water, room temperature water, and I'll just chug it. And I'll like, do I'll do interval training with water. <laughs> <Like I don't, laughs> I'll just, I'll be like, okay, I got to get some water in, and I'll chug 16 ounces, 20 ounces mm-hmm. um, of room temperature water water and sort of check off that box and then do it again a little bit later. Um, another thing is I'll start my day with a cup of warm water with lemon in it. Now I hate mm. cold water at restaurants when they put the lemon in it. I just don't like that. I mm-hmm. just, I don't know. I don't love it. It's a personal thing. But in the morning, if I make warm water with fresh squeezed lemon, it is a completely different experience. No idea why. Very, very, very good thing to do in the morning. Um, helps kick in all those things you like to be kicked in in the morning. Um and it's very cleansing, and it, um, it. I do that before my coffee. So sorry for those of you who are living a much better life than I am, and you're off caffeine. I am not, um, <laughs> but I'll get that warm. Lemon and you know what? The people that first. are
1: saying that they are, they're lying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Teach me your ways. I'm not there yet. <laughs> the other thing is, I'll get. Um, uh, mineral, like sparkling are not the kind with artificial flavors in them, but just, uh, just you know, mineral. What am I trying to say? Like uh, the, the Pellegrinos. Yeah, 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 the, yeah, the mineral waters yeah. that are sparkling. Um, those are great with a lemon or a lime squeezed in them or just by themselves. Mm-hmm. And it makes, it, that was a good transition when I used to drink soda oh so many years ago. Yeah, so yeah. Switch, switching from that to to water. So, okay. <laughs> who, who knew I could take a basic tip and talk about it for 20 hey, minutes? Hey, hey
1: you're doing great.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Tip number five is a strategy actually. And this works really well for me rather than focusing on what you quote cannot have. Mm. It is so much more powerful to focus on what you will have. Mm. So, you know, you talk to people, Dr. Mike in there and, 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 and they're like, "Well, I gave up fried foods and I gave up or whatever, the litany of things that they yes. don't eat anymore." Yeah. Well, I say ditch it. I mean, there are there are a few things that I absolutely will not touch. And, and, and most of them are more chemical related for me. Like I will not consume hydrogenated oils because I don't want to die young. So yeah. <laughs> right. there, there are a couple of do not goes for me. Sure. However, my mindset is not, I will not have this. I will not allow myself to have that. Um, on the contrary, I focus on what I need to consume in a day. Mm. And it squeezes out so much of the noise, so much of that mental stress and has the very practical benefit of making sure my focus is on the things that I need like and, and, and need to get in my body in any given day. So if I'm sitting there saying, well, I need to get, let's say two to three liters of water in my body a day. And I like to do I like to do a whole lot of veggies. So I'm going to try to get six to 10 servings of veggies into my day. And I'm going to try to get one to two servings of fruits in my day. And then I think, well, I need some good protein and I definitely need some fat. So, you know, you get the idea, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Well, when I'm focusing on that and kind of thinking about how I'm going to take care of that that day, or it's just a running dialogue in the back of my brain, that that is squeezing out, all of the, oh, I can't, oh, heavy sigh, I can't have that, or, oh, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. restricted, you know, and it's just, and it's an abundance mentality instead of a deprivation mentality.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I find, you know, it's like telling your kids, you can't touch that. And that's the first thing that they touch, you know, like, don't do that. That's how our brains work is, it, don't think about that. And that's the only thing you think about. And, and so if you deprive something, your body automatically craves that. Yeah, you know, so you give a great, great point, you know, think about what you want.
0: I, I interviewed this guy named George Bryant. He's amazing. Mm, uh, yeah. his, his story is incredible. You heard it, right? Mm-hmm, you heard it? Mm-hmm. He says your brain doesn't hear the word not. Yeah. It just hears like, it hears the nouns. Yeah. <laughs> so, so if you're like, I will not have coffee today. I will not have <laughs> coffee today. This is what my brain just heard. Coffee. Yeah. Today. Ooh, coffee. <laughs> Ooh, did you just say
1: coffee? Ooh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Exactly. <laughs> okay. So... Tip number six is one that I that I use actually to disrupt pat, my unhealthy patterns. So I use it to disrupt cravings or mm. stress or any number of things. And that is again, it sounds so basic. It is to walk or to stretch, and I'll explain. <laughs> Well, I am like hard charging, you know, that's my personality and I'm a triathlete. I enjoy that type of sport, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So if somebody said, you know, Elizabeth, you know, if you want to get fit, the way to do it is to go walk, you know, <laughs> I'm going to
1: ring, gonna... right?
0: Exactly. Exactly. I'm going to roll my eyes a little bit and be like, right, good on you. I'm going to go lift something heavy. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I have started to. Realize the benefits of that type of movement, and I have always enjoyed yoga. I'll throw something like that in once a week, twice a week. Um, Honestly, it's the only thing that keeps me able to do the rest of the stuff. But I use I use walking or stretching. I have it serve me differently. I um, am not a wake up in the morning at five thirty and go and just kill a workout kind of girl. That's just not my thing. I find that I can get up and go for a walk and get my blood moving or jump on my rebounder, which Mm -hmm. I actually have next to my desk Um, (laughs) and or do some very light yoga. And by the way, we say yoga and people, a lot of men are like, I'm never doing yoga or other people say that's not my thing. Well, it's just stretching what I'm talking about. Sure. It's really just what I'm talking about. Some light yoga would be some, a series of stretching movements. Well, if I'm having a craving or I've eaten everything that is not nailed down in my <laughs> kitchen and I need to just break my pattern or I need to get out and, and I take the dog for a walk or I just go walk briskly around for 10 minutes, I'm completely disrupting that pattern. And hormonally, lots of happy things happen in your body when yeah, you do that. Yeah. Um, and I just can't say enough for it.
1: Yeah, and, and that's uh, structurally, that's what our bodies are designed for, is for bipedal movement, you know, or just general walking. And it's, it's, it's apparent that we're not doing that, but it's also apparent that we were wanting to do that. You know, we're seeing with uh, all these different, um, like, Fitbit gadgets coming out and measuring, you know, how, how many steps we're taking on a daily basis. We're seeing that, you know, that, that our body craves that, actually.
0: Yeah, exactly. And it's not about, it, it doesn't need to be confused with or replace your training or your exercise. It's just another thing. Again, that abundance mm-hmm. mentality to try and fit into your day. If you say, you know, five days a week, I'm going to go walk for 10 minutes. Yeah. That's it. Well, guess what? By the end of the week, you've walked for almost an hour. If you've only done it for that, that, that five days even, and you've, so that you've reset your mindset you've you've balanced your hormones just a little bit and a little bit every day and it and it adds up so yeah. okay so walking or stretching again first thing in the morning um literally can be for 8 to 10 minutes or just when you're trying to break a pattern whether it's a good or bad one whether you're just trying to change gears from work to home mm-hmm. even yeah. Okay. All right. Tip number seven. Um, I won't go on and on about this one, but it's just to unplug. Huh. So I suck at this. I don't <laughs> know. How about you? <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I'm guilty. I'm guilty as charged. Yep.
0: I am not. I am a work in progress, but but somebody said something. I was listening to something, actually. Podcasts are awesome, aren't they? They're like oh, continu- it. continuing to yeah. add all the time. Yeah and for free. And somebody I was listening to said, you know, you, when's the last time, not when's the last time, but they said, think of how many times your child is talking to you and they cannot see your eyeballs. Mm. Because your eyeballs are on something else. I mean, think about that, Dr. Mike, like, Your kid is not the kid your kid is looking at your forehead or the crown of your head and your eyes are looking at your thing that plugs in mm-hmm. and your child is learning that behavior. Mhm. That is that is what they are learning as a normal interaction. My child needs to see the whites of my eyes, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so that's a very powerful visual that I use um, to selectively unplug and uh, and to choose my moments where I can com- commit to leaving the phone in the car and going and doing something, or leaving the phone in another room, or putting it in airplane mode. And guess what? People aren't going to die. Like the world will continue to rotate on its axis if you are not plugged in for that 20-minute increment where you actually spend some time with a loved one.
1: Yeah, I, I remember when my uh, my last iPhone died on me. And f- I went, well, I, I was supposed to go for three days without getting a new phone because then I, that's that was a time when I could go and get a new phone. And I actually went for about two weeks without having my phone on me and I purposely just kept going on and on because I love the feeling of being unplugged I love that I'm like oh my gosh this is how life used to be like right there was a time when nobody could really get in touch with you unless they either wrote you a handwritten letter or they left they left a, re, a message on your answering machine and th- th- I mean that freed my mind for them for that small period of time and I think I'm going to go back to that
0: <laughs> right. And practicing it in moments, practicing it in increments, mm-hmm. I think is uh, a huge step in the right direction. So many people are like, well, I can't set my phone. You know, I work, that's how I make my living or sure. that's, well, well, so do I, yeah. I mean, I work remotely and I also have an online business. So I I get it, but practicing increments um, and te- telling yourself you can't practice in, in increments is, is bunk. And yep. um, I'll tie this to fitness. I see so often, how many times do you go to the gym and you see the guy at the gym sitting on a machine, not moving, <laughs> reading something on his phone. Like, I love that. I
1: love oh, that. Yeah.
0: I'm like, could you maybe sit over there while you do that? I'm going to use the machine. Oh, I love those. <laughs> no. Um, and, or, or, um, you know, going for a walk. And I, I, again, I am struggling. I am not sitting on the mountaintop preaching. However, I, uh, I, I will see people go for a walk and you know, they actually have their phone in front of their face. You're not having the same, you're not having the same ex- experience. Right. So, you know, put it on a podcast, put it in airplane mode and shove it in a pocket and and, and go listen to Dr. Mike and on air with Ella while you walk. There, there you go. go. <laughs> okay. All right. Tip number eight is sleep matters.
1: Ah. Uh, yeah, it does.
0: So I am one of those people that suffered from the disease of thinking that um, being busy was like a status symbol. You know what I mean?
1: Oh, huge.
0: Yeah. So that I'll sleep when I'm dead and, uh, you (laughs) know, that type of thing. And then uh, people who know a whole lot better than I do uh, helped reprogram me and helped me understand that that's all well and good, but you're going to be invited to, s- to sleep when you're dead a lot sooner if sure. you're not sleeping while you're alive.
1: Very true.
0: <laughs> um, when you get older, you start caring about things like, you know, how am I holding up? And, and I, I want the energy personally speaking. I want the energy to carry into the other activities that I have during the day. So in order to do that, like I got to sleep, but it turns out I'm not alone. It turns out that's not a personal thing. Mm -hmm. Um, when I interviewed and you know, this guy, I'm sure when I interviewed Sean Stevenson, I think, I mean, you, is he amazing? Or
1: Sean, what? Sean's huge. Sean's huge. I mean, that guy's like an encyclopedia. And, and he's very big on sleep. Very big.
0: He wrote a book about yeah. it. And I, I interviewed him. I, well, actually, I read the book. Mike. It's a great book. Yeah, really, really good tips yeah. in there. And I was like, I got to talk to this guy. And I had always, I had been enjoying his podcast and so on and so forth. But when I interviewed him, I think it's episode number four, I'm not sure. Um, he he is so good at sharing the science behind it, but I'll share a little tiny glimpse of it with your listeners now. Here, here's how I like, I like to do everything USA Today style. So Sean is like, he's going to give you the Wall Street Journal version, right? <laughs> or the, yeah, or the Journal of American Medicals. Associate, whatever yeah, that's called. Yeah. He's gonna give you that version. I'm gonna give you USA today. Okay. <laughs> Here's USA Today. When you're when you're overtired, it's like being drunk. Yeah. In every way. So you make stupid choices with your food when you're overtired. You make pretty bad choices sometimes with the things that come out of your mouth when you're overtired. <laughs> you do not bring the energy into your day. You're lethargic, very obviously. Yeah. And you have a mental fog, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera etc. Yeah. So the USA Today version is I can't proceed through life as though, you know, I've tied one on. And so I'm going to invest in my sleep tank and bring that energy into the day. And he gives really, really great tips that I won't, I won't dive into here, but they're awesome. Yeah. Life altering. Okay. Um, sleep is not for the week. So number nine. <laughs> we're almost there. How are we doing?
1: Oh, we're doing perfect.
0: Okay. <laughs> Number 9 is to is going back to what we originally said, which is make a commitment to yourself right now that now is a good time and commit to pick your increment, 10 or 20 or 30. Pick 10, 20 or 30 minutes of exercise a day. Every every day, Dr. Mike, every day. Every Love day. It. Here's why. Every day means you should really be able to knock it out five days a week. If you commit to seven days a week of pick your increment, 10, mm-hmm. 20, or 30 minutes. If you, if you commit to that every single day and you put it in your calendar, then five days a week, you will hit a home run. Yeah. And life, life will happen and trample all over your plans and we'll allow a little grace period for that. So make the commitment seven days a week. Pick your time slot put it in your calendar, make an appointment with yourself. And it is shocking. And I did not believe this because I was a triathlete and I thought that I had to exercise for 90 minutes or it wasn't even worth showing up. Mm -hmm. Um, And I am now utterly converted to the point of view that you can kick your own behind and stay in amazing shape by exercising 20 minutes a day. Shocking. It is. I can't believe it, but it's true.
1: And I don't think people, that, that that's what really keeps people out of the exercise regimen is they think that they have to get to that level of, you know, CrossFit. They need to do the the 90-minute workouts and all that kind of stuff. Or they they then they go to the total opposite and they try all the different exercise fads out there and they never get they never get any wins, so they figure if I don't win at it, I might as well just not even do it, you know.
0: And that is, that is so true. And I don't know about you, but I've definitely psyched myself out that way before. Sure, sure. Well, so I say pick your increment because some people are starting from zero and or they're the type of person that's in the car for work by 7 or 7.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. And then they get home and they face a house full of kid responsibilities or they're at the office until 9 p.m. or whatever. They just have a really, really demanding, demanding life. And you know what? Ten minutes might be where they are. Yeah. 10 minutes might be where they are. So I have actually three. I'm going to point you in three directions, whether you're 10, 20, or 30 minutes. I'm just going to give real quick and dirty tips that maybe you can put in your show notes for folks.
1: Yeah, um, absolutely.
0: So, so if you have 10 minutes, then go Google the word Tabata. Okay. Google Tabata and download the free Tabata app and it will teach you how to exercise in 10 minutes in your flipping living room. Okay. <laughs> With no equipment. You do 10 minutes of lunges, jumping jacks, push-ups, you're good. Mm. Okay. So that's for the that's for the 10-minute crowd. Okay. The for the 20-minute crowd, there are one billion resources on the internet for you 20 minuteers, like a billion. And I'll tell you that um, I interviewed a woman named Debbie Wilkins-Bisden and she has a program called Fit with Deb mm. and another program called Mom Sanity, where you literally can work out with your child. Um, and they have all these 20 minute exercises that you can do. And maybe the one thing you buy is a set of dumbbells and, and a mat and that's it. Um, But besides, and the reason I'm plugging her is because she She convinces so many people that having children, having a job, having a life is not an excuse. I mean, she had four children. Her husband died. They were, all all her kids were under the age of nine. I mean, like she had every excuse in the book and she she said, you know what? I'm going to figure this out and then I'm going to spend my life teaching other people how to figure it out. So uh, I, I love telling people about that. Okay, so 20 minute exercise. There are one, Million routines for you. Uh, you can download them off YouTube, whatever works for you. Okay. For the 30-minute crowd, another option is, and by the way, I know I'm sort of plugging this stuff. It's just because I like them. I yeah. have nothing nothing to do with any of them. The third one is P, the P90X guy, Tony Horton, oh, right? Oh, I love Tony. Well, they're thir- they have that 30-minute thing. Like, who's got 90 minutes? But they have that 30-minute series um, where the workouts are all 28 to 30 minutes and mm-hmm. you need zero equipment for most of them. And oh my gosh. I mean, I like an intense workout. They are good. Good, yeah. good, good, good stuff. Those kick butt. Yeah. You should be an affiliate or something. Sell them on your <laughs> website. Yeah. All right, everybody go buy it from Dr. Mike. We'll figure <laughs> it out. Okay. <laughs> so there are literally no excuses. When would now be a good time mm. make and make an appointment with yourself? Perfect. Okay. All right. Last tip. The last tip is something that I work on every day of my life. I'm still working on it. I can't wait to interview someone who's really good at it so I can learn from them. But that is this. Tell your brain what you want it to know about you. Oh. Isn't that a funny thing to think? Tell your brain what you want it to know about you.
1: Very interesting.
0: But. Hmm. How many people do you talk to, men and women alike, who are so filled with the negative self-talk? Like, no wonder they never get off the sofa or put the bag of chips down. I mean, because in their head, they're telling themselves that they're not worth it. They're going to fail. They're they're already fat, so they might as well sort of commit to that.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, whatever tape you're playing in your head, and we all have them. If we are humans, we all have them. But when you interrupt that, go on your walk, drink your water, interrupt that pattern Mm -hmm. and say to yourself what you want your brain to know about you. Yeah. Wow. If you say to yourself, I'm extraordinary, I better start acting like it. Or I am made to be amazing. I better start living that or just, just stop with the first half. You know, I am extraordinary. It changes the way you, it changes your physiology actually, according to research, but also it, it interrupts that voice in your head that is really honestly driving, you know, 98% of your behavior. Mm -hmm. So tell yourself Tell your brain what you want it to know yeah, about you.
1: That's that's interesting. I mean, I, I gave a talk to, uh, a couple of weeks ago about um, uh, the a psychological phenomenon called learned helplessness, where they did this experiment with the, the, these dogs, and so they put these dogs in in these chambers that would shock them, and there was a one one chamber where the dogs could actually hit a lever which would stop the shocks, and then the other one had they were in a chamber where they they had the lever but if they touched the lever it wouldn't do anything and what they found was that the ones that found that that hit the lever that could stop the shocks they learned uh, that they could control their environment and the other ones where they no matter what they did they would still get shocked just kind of succumb to the shock and says this is my lot in life i'm going to get shocked no matter what and then so then when they switched the dogs and then the dogs who were consistently getting shocked and they, they, they got into the learned helplessness they didn't even try and attempt to touch that lever, and that's what happens with our with our psychology. Is we get into this state of learned helplessness, <clears throat> that hey, you know what? This is just my lot in life. I'm I'm overweight. I'm sick. I'm just going to live like that. And you know, and they, that's their negative mindset. And you know, they're not they're not telling themselves what they want to hear. They're just telling themselves where they are.
0: Oh, exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a great tip. Love it.
0: Well, there they are. Those are your 10 tips.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's a comprehensive list. <laughs> you know, just listening to that, that's a very comprehensive list that, you know, that all you listeners go back through each of those and, and make a commitment. And I know for some people, you're not going to do all 10, you know, I mean, so start start with one, at least, you know, start with one and then work your way up because that that's that's the thing about humans is we either we either try and take on too much and then we, we our brains go crazy or we don't do anything at all. You know, so start with one thing at a time, one step at a time, and then, you know, make that step forward. Mm-hmm. Um, one well, couple of last things. Um Tell us a little bit of, uh, more about about your podcast where people can find you and uh, what you got in store in the in the future what are you looking what are you looking forward to
0: oh great okay well thank you for asking I'll keep it really really short the best place to find me is to go to iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast wherever you find them and search on air with Ella and I will pop right up and then you can use the same name for the blog the website and the reason the um, the reason onairwithella.com is useful is because i do not consider myself a blogger in any way i just use that medium to share all of the resources that the experts are providing. So if you listen to an episode like Sean Stevenson, and then he mentions a bunch of stuff that you're interested in, then the website's there to give you links to all of them so you can go get them and make your life really easy. So that's why the website's there. But the uh, podcast is The Mothership. And then, you know what? I'm pretty active on Facebook at On Air with Ella. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm not so, I don't know about you, but, oh, the social media, it's exhausting. Um- <laughs>
1: Yeah. yeah <laughs> but I Facebook,
0: I enjoy. I mean, Facebook's so annoying. But what I like about it is it's super easy to connect with people personally. So I'm everywhere. I'm in Instagram. I'm in Twitter, blah, blah, blah. But on Facebook, I'll share videos and I'll share photos that you won't see anywhere else. So that's kind of a fun place to come and hang out. So, um, and then what am I excited about? I'm excited about. Uh, triathlon season. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) I'm competing in the age group nationals this year uh, at the end of the summer. So I'm excited about that and I got to get my butt in shape really fast for that. Um, And I'm excited about just continuing to try to apply the things that I shared with you guys today and uh, apply them in my own life and then keep helping people sort of rediscover them and rediscover themselves and rediscover their own fabulousness. And, And I am excited about the idea of interacting with more and more and more people and trying to move the needle. Dr. Mike, people like you and shows like this and, and all of the people that I'm having the good fortune to come into contact with, it just motivates me so much to, to maybe help other people and maybe be of service in some way. So that's Perfect. what keeps me going.
1: You, uh, do you have, um, the Ironman and Kona, uh, on your, <laughs> on your radar?
0: Uh, I will be enjoying Ironman Kona from the comfort of my living room when I watch it on television. (laughs) Maybe I'll jump on my rebounder just to make myself feel better. But (laughs) the longest distance that I do is a half Ironman and I have nothing but respect for people who do Ironman and I have zero interest in sharing that with them. (laughs) See, I'm normal, guys. I'm normal. (laughs) There you go. That's
1: right. So if, if you could leave, um, leave our listeners with one book, what would that be?
0: Well, I did prepare for you. Now, I have a stock answer to that question, and I okay. mean it. Let me tell you my stock answer, and then I'll give you an actual book. Perfect. My stock answer is w- the most important book that you will read all year is the book that you apply and don't just read. mm. And I am. Yeah. I mean, this is a big, big, big insight for me personally. And it's one I want to share with everybody. I read business books. I read um, health and wellness books. And then I read um, a a good deal (coughs) of really great fiction and nonfiction, you know, Mm -hmm. just just feed my brain kind of stuff and entertainment stuff. But at the end of the day, when it comes to my business books um, and my health and wellness books, like that's all great. But unless you're applying that knowledge or any of those tips, then that book was cotton candy. You ate it and it disappeared. Um, uh, you know, it disappeared on the tongue. It didn't even get metabolized, if you if you will. P- yeah. Terrible analogy, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. And um, and so I, I've actually, instead of you know, in in this realm that we operate in, you you come into contact with any number of resources, and I'm actually culling my list of business and wellness books down to a much smaller list and really like pulling out a pen, reading them more slowly Mm. instead of racing and, and figuring out which principles speak to me and which ones I want to apply. So the most important book you'll read all year is the one you do something with. And then that said, a book that I just want to draw to people's attention is called little sugar addicts, little sugar addicts, um, And it's for people, particularly who are raising young people, um, and it talks about the impact that this – process sugar has on them, but it's not about, I mean, who wants to read a book about sugar, right? But it's mm. actually about their behavior. Oh, their yeah, very, behavior very and self esteem and things that you don't understand are actually rooted in their diet. So if you have little people anywhere in your life, that's a great book. And if you don't, quite frankly, it's not like the principles are restricted yeah. to little people. So it's called Little Sugar Addicts. And I would give you the author's name if I knew how to pronounce it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's Kathleen and it's like des maison. It's some sort of French last uh. name. I'll give it to you. So. Gotcha. Okay.
1: It's interesting that you say that. I mean, I read um, at the beginning of this year, I read uh, The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by uh, Darren Hardy. And, and there's a part in the book where he says he he's at a conference and then this guy comes up to him. He's very excited. And he goes, Mr. Hardy, I want to tell you, you know, I was so excited about all the things that you were saying. And I went out last year and I read 32 books and then he turned around and he looked at him and he says well i would have been more excited if you told me that you read one book 32 times <laughs> you know and the guy just kind of looked at him and says what he goes yeah w- what did you apply from those books not you could you, if you read it that's fine and dandy but what did you take from it and apply it and then the guy just kind of just looked at him and you know and, and and we all fit that situation where we want to just consume, 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 and then not apply. And, and that's, that's a huge, huge thing, right, is the application of knowledge is power, not just having knowledge.
0: Yeah, more, more isn't better. Better is better. Yes, better is better.
1: Wow. So what an awesome show. So thankful for you to be here and, and sharing you know, your 10 tips with us. Um, any last, uh, last words you want to leave with the listeners?
0: Yeah, I just want to congratulate them. I mean, they showed up, you know what I mean? So I want to congratulate you on what you're doing. It takes a lot of work, a lot of effort, and you are helping so many people, Dr. Mike. So that's just so cool. And then the listeners themselves, guys, you know, we showed up and, and you're listening and you're trying and and life does not typically happen in big, huge, extraordinary moments. Really, it happens one day at a time, one decision at a time. So just make, make a couple great decisions today and then tomorrow make a couple other great decisions and small steps. And guess what? Those small steps and those small decisions every day, like listening to this and maybe taking one of these tips and applying it, those add up to your whole life. That's actually how it works.
1: Perfect. Perfect. So here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to go. First, you're going to go to iTunes. You're going to subscribe to Ella's show, On Air with Ella. And you guys are going to leave her a five-star rating and a amazing review and then you're going to connect with her on facebook as well because apparently she's sharing videos that she's not sharing anywhere else we love exclusivity right right? we love exclusivity (laughs) and so yeah so oh thank you for your time and sharing with us all of your knowledge and, and and spending this this moment with us and we're so grateful for you to to do that
0: you bet dr mike you guys rock
1: all right you have a great day bye now